Hello, you're listening to All Round Mind with Primark. I'm George Lawton. And I'm Arielle Free. And in this podcast, we get the inside scoop into the homes of the biggest celebs. How's your home going? It's uh, it's going good, actually. I've been doing a spot more furnishing. Bought a couple of vintage trunks the other day. How yeah. big are these trunks? What were you saying? They're like... pretty, pretty substantial, I would say. Good we're for talking. Storage. Yeah, well, they are. I've not actually stored anything in them. I've just sort of put stuff on top of them, which doesn't actually make them good for storage. Are they it? robust? They are. They're like, they're proper genuine old like they've got all like sort of travel stickers on I the inside that. of them it's amazing they're really cool i got them from this vintage shop near finsbury park and there was like this whole stack of them along one wall and obviously i had to be difficult and say that i wanted the two at the bottom obviously you did of course and you did. so <laughs> i had to uh, i had to help the lovely shopkeeper with, oh uh, did you did she help i did well i actually it was my second visit i went once and he said no mate sorry i'm not doing that today <laughs> <laughs> to which I said, do you know what? Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, I went back a week later and uh, there we go. Got them. Well, let's find out if our guest this week is all about the trunks as well. Let's see what trunk <laughs> they have in their trunk. We're going to be going around the home of 2018 Love Islander and sports presenter who must have tried every sport going, basically. Yeah, I think so. He's fresh from Spain and Wireless Festival. It's Josh Denzel. Ooh. And I'm welcome to my gaff. So I walk into my house and there's on the closet on the right, which has loads and loads of coats in. Um, it has my electric scooter that's broken. It has been broken for about a year and a half. All the suitcases. Uh, there's a tent in there. Uh, there's a ski, my ski jacket, my salad pets. There is boxing mitts, boxing gloves. And then you walk through the corridor and there's a shoe rack, which is the busiest thing you've ever seen. And it's uh, as messy as you can imagine. And you're in my bedroom and there's the ensuite bathroom, which has about a million different aftershaves in there. Uh, walk into my room. There's obviously a bed. Uh, there is my projector that I watch films on. My wardrobe full of clothes from one side is... Uh, all my suits, my tuxes, my shirts, and then I've got basically like two wardrobes full of T-shirts and jeans and trousers. I have DJ decks, <laughs> which I plan to become a superstar DJ and then realised it was quite difficult and gave up after about a week. On my balcony that looks out onto the Thames, there is an exercise bike, uh, which I occasionally use, to be fair, come out of my room. Uh, there is another bathroom on the left. There is my housemate John's room on the right. Um, I walk into my living room lounge, which has like a full glass wall, which looks out into the Thames. Lovely view up the river. I can see the Shard. I can see London Eye. I can see MI6, uh, Vauxhall Bridge. Um, I have a little island, uh, a toaster, uh, a wine fridge, a freezer, uh, a bottle of... Ciroc, a bottle of Hennessy, a bottle of chocolate rum, lots and lots of decanters and wine glasses. And a kitchen is a large uh, round table that you can extend, which is good for when you have desks and uh, guests. <laughs> there is a coffee table with a candle on it, which is a tobacco leaf herb uh, scented candle. There's a magazine, which is a sports magazine, Jack Greedish on the front cover very exciting uh, i've got a large white l-shaped sofa peloton bike in in the living room some weights on the floor a trophy a random trophy that i think we just basically me and my housemates just give to each other when we do anything uh <laughs> half decent and, and then you get to my balcony 
which again looks out directly onto the river. Like we uh, we look onto a load of there's a community of boat people. It's uh, it's quite strange, but they're, they're all very nice people. And yeah, if you look left, you see Batsy Bridge. There's two bean bags on the uh, on the balcony. Occasionally, go and sit out there and enjoy the view of my morning coffee. Yeah, I think that's about it. Josh Denzel, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Hello. I feel like I could, have, I could have given some more energy now. <laughs> no, I quite like it. I felt like I was with you on a Sunday morning when you were getting your cuppa and you were sitting on your balcony. I quite like you transported me there, babe. I loved it. There's so much I want to talk about in this house tour, but oh, I think God. we need to start at the beginning, which is the doorbell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I quite like the doorbell. Um, is Was that part of the place when you moved in? Do you know what? It's um, everything in my house beeps. I don't understand it. Like... <laughs> It, it, there's not a time where something's not like angrily beeping at you and you can change like on the like, intercom you can change the doorbell and that was like the least aggressive buzz <laughs> so that yeah that's that's why it shows and you can, I think there's like you know like la, 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 bam, ba, da, 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 I think you can have yeah. that as your doorbell and I was like absolutely Amazing. not no why not that'd be brilliant that would be my 100 percent yeah because then you'd like go dancing to like poo and you're like, you've got the postman coming and you'd be like, da 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 I'm not a morning person, so like, and all the deliveries come in the morning, they always buzz the buzzer, so I feel like I, I don't want to ruin that song for you. One of the joys I've discovered recently is I there can you go. Mute. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> there you go. I, I, I no promise way. I didn't set that up. Right, am I, am I going to be, I'm the, I'm the only one in the house, can I quickly run to the door? <laughs> Of course you can. One second, sorry. Only if you tell us what it is. <laughs> what was at the door? Anything exciting? Uh, loads of Amazon Prime stuff that I can't remember ordering, but... <laughs> that is a classic move, though, isn't it? You just go on, you're like... You go on for, I went on for um, a USB, like, dual USB thing, USB oh, yeah. and USB. Came back with, like, five different items. <laughs> um, right, now let's talk about sports. You see, your apartment must be quite big, then, if you've got enough space for two exercises, and then you've got this, like, gym workout area as well, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, a gym workout area is, like, a, a bit of a stretch. I'm not exactly walking into that pure gym and <laughs> it's not like a weight track. But like, I'd say, you know what, it, it, is, it is quite spacious and it's like, it's very bright and airy, but like there's, there was a sofa in here that was like a two man sofa. And I thought as soon as we arrived, I was like, no, 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 no. I want like the biggest sofa possible. Like that's my happy place. Like You did the classic boy thing of buying a light colored sofa, which is a nightmare. So you have a yeah. white L shaped sofa, right? It's like off white creamy like yeah but what it's material yeah it's like a it's like a fabric like do you know what I mean? it's, it's <laughs> no. like a cotton yeah. like yeah it's, it's it's the worst it's the stains all the time and like you can actually get them steam cleaned and it's really good it's really satisfying because they show you the dirt that oh, comes off. You will it. literally tell anyone that will listen about no, your steam cleaning. Well, you know, sure I, 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 I might need to send me the number. Um, I mean, if you had to choose, because you do, you cover so many different sports. Yeah. Like I was just looking at Instagram recently. You've done Formula E, yeah. cricket recently. Mm -hmm. Then you've got your NFL stuff, your boxing, your football. Like, like, what, 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 how do you retain all the information of everyone that is like participating? <laughs> They, they like the players' names, the, the coaches, the rules of each like sport. Like you just like yeah, the most amazing it, memory. I mean, with football, like it's 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 like in the fabric of our country. Like everyone talks yeah. about it mm -hmm. all the time, and it's like something that you grow up with. And it's, do you know what I mean, it's it's just it's just part of you. And it's also there's only maybe like twenty six players in a squad. Whereas like the NFL, there's like seventy five of them on each team, and then you have got the practice oh squad, and, then, and it's like. It's it's so confusing, and then you've got like a whole new crop always coming through from college, and that's the like that's probably the one where you're like, wow, like wow. this is this is a whole heap of information. And I like 
things I can't, re- I'm not really good with names either. So like it's, mm. it's, it's, it's very difficult. I spend a lot of time like researching and reading up on stuff. And that's why I wanted a comfy sofa. Cause I was like, I'm going to be sat here <laughs> watching stuff, <laughs> like watching games at like 4am working out like, that is um, very good planning. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's half based on laziness, half based on comfort, half based on work. And you get plenty of your information from various sports magazines, from what you said in your tour, with uh, with Mr. Grealish on the cover as well. Yeah, you know what? It's, um, I'm lucky to count him as a friend. So I, when when he... Uh, when he was on the front of the magazine, he, he sent me uh, he sent me sent me a copy. So I was like, <laughs> I, I love it. But things it's like it's like Sports World magazine, which is it's basically the most expensive, outrageous Argos catalogue ever. Because you'll be like, really, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, like back in the day, you was like you just get home and your entertainment was like, let me just flick through this like five hundred yeah. page Argos. Yeah. It's like that. But when you open it up, it's like, who wants to buy this seven million pound pad in Marbella? <laughs> Do you want wow. a yacht? Do you want this yeah. catamaran? Do you want to do, do you know what I mean? It's like, who wants a swimming pool in their house? And I'm looking at it and I'm like, I, I used to think my flat was quite nice. And you see some of these things, you're like, wow. Oh. <laughs> He's circling all your favourite things and you're hoping that Father Christmas brings yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, need, I need more than Father Christmas to bring me something else. But you, if you had to choose one sport as your favourite, yeah. what would it be? Would it be football? Do you know what? I feel like if football's like, you know, I, I grew up in like a, a mad football family and I grew up down the road from the Arsenal Stadium. Like, it's elite and breathe and like I remember like anytime you could do an own clothes day at school like say you're in uh, primary school it'd be like right I'll go my own clothes day is just I wear my school uniform and my and, and my AstroTurf trainers right so I can play you know elite level touch on the, on the playground <laughs> on the cut yeah was it football that really sort of started your your love of all things sports yeah I definitely I think like in general, like the football on the TVs, like your big games, like the FA Cup finals. And it was when like Champions League games were on ITV. So you used to be able to watch football. Like, we never had Sky. We used to listen to like yeah. the games on the radio. So we used to listen to them on like Talk Sport or whatever radio station, BBC Five Live, whatever. And I just sit there in, in like the conservatory bit in our house, like staring at the ceiling, like listening to the games. And like, Aww. because if I have the door open in, in my house, my, like the house I grew up in, you could hear like the chants from the stadium. So like you'd get wow. like the radio and then like for some reason, my mom was like, there's nowhere we're getting Sky. It's a massive waste of money. So then I used to listen to it and then go into school like the next day and I'd be in like year four and basically like it was, everyone was an Arsenal fan at school and they all had like, yeah. I think it was cable like these times. And uh, I'd be like, they'd be like, oh, wow, did you see that goal that, you know, Tony Adams scored or whatever? And I'd be like, yeah, it was crazy. Did it at the top yeah. corner. And they were like, no, it wasn't. And I was like, I'm just listening to it on the radio. I'm trying to make it up as I go along. Um, so then as soon as I had that, the chance to go to games and like yeah. watch them on TV, like, any football, I would just like take it all in as much as I could. Were your family big sports fans or was it was it mainly you that was driving that love of football and sport? No, like my dad's obviously like a massive, massive uh, Arsenal fan. But he grew up in Southampton. So like, I think he kind of adopted, he kind of adopted Arsenal as soon as he moved into the area. Does your flatmate John share the same love for football? Because you mentioned you've got this trophy that you give to each other. Do you both just like <laughs> hand it to each other when you each other's like football teams win? Yeah, he's he is football mad. Like, Is he? Who does he support? He supports Crystal Palace. So Right, yeah. okay. He loves football more than I do, and I really, 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 really like it. So he's, uh, yeah, he's diehard. He's got season tickets. I've got a season ticket at Arsenal. He's got a season ticket at Palace. When let's talk about this trophy. Oh, yeah. It's like, what do you give it to each other for? Like dishwashing, <laughs> like football teams doing well, 
Someone who made a really good cocktail. Yeah, really. it, like someone brings home a bottle of wine. Oh, there's the trophy. There you go. Good. Hey. Amazing. If so, yeah, if someone does something good at work, there's the trophy. If you do, if you do a workout in a day, hand the trophy and you do a little like a pre- presentation where you it. just shake each other's hand and like, there's no one else in the flat. It's just me and him. So, yeah. you know, like you're posing, like you're signing for a new club. I'd hand him the trophy, <laughs> shake his hand, pretend that there's a picture being taken and then go about your day-to-day business. I might do that in my flat. I'm I live in my yard and I'll just like be giving myself trophies. <laughs> well done for cleaning the toilet today, Free. Well done. Um, it does sound gorgeous. We live here. You've got the balcony and you mentioned you've got mm-hmm. the Thames. You see MI. Did you say MI6? I said MI6, but I don't know if that's a real thing. Is that like, yeah, yeah, have yeah, I watched too much James Bond? I, I don't know the numbers it's in that range and um, who makes the coffee in the morning on the balcony oh well the coffee machine to be fair um <laughs> yeah there's that, that it kind of it removes the uh when you just got to press two buttons it's it, it means that oh. like it's easy to offer a coffee like it's when you it's like when your housemate like so say if john's like oh do you want a coffee or something i'm like i'm like yeah cool but then i, I, I really want a tea but i know it's an extra three and a half minutes of work for him. So I'm like, I might just, I might, I might just take the coffee instead. I'm just buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned you have a quite, well, I mean, I wanted to go in on the sense vibe because you mentioned a candle that you have. <laughs> mm. Not only a candle, but you went to such lovely detail. In fact, in your kitchen, you talked about a lot of appliances. You gave us, you, you name checked your, to, your toaster. Yeah, yeah. Your kettle got a name check in there. Your wine fridge, yeah. which doesn't sound like it has any wine in it. It just has lots of excellent spirits, spirits in it, which I'm so here for. The 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 wine fridge actually has like three bottles of champagne in it, some rosé, some beers, and then the 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 red wines on the shelf with all the spirits. And that sound that sounds like it's a it's a real it's a real drinking house, but it's it's they don't they're just there they're just in case. No, that's why I haven't got one because I feel like there's no point in having a wine fridge in my flat because it just gets drunk. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. It does mean like if there is if there is drink in there, like it's not like you can just have randomly on a Tuesday afternoon just start drinking champagne. But like if there is like some beers in there, like they do, even though you don't, you're like, oh, nah, I won't have a beer today. It's, it's probably I'm not I'm not really earned one today. They're like, <laughs> if it's just there and it looks at you and it's like it's got like this thing where you like just have to like literally like hover your hand over it and it like opens up. So like, Ooh. yeah. Fancy. So I'm like, it, it it almost just it talks to you. It's like, yeah. This is like your time that. today. This is you've, you deserve this. We call the little corner shop outside our flat the uh, the the big fridge. The big fridge. <laughs> you know, Love basically, that. you don't need to have anything in your fridge, really, do Pop you? Because you just nip outside, get it from the big fridge. It gets quite embarrassing though when you've got like a local corner shop and you go in so much that they just yeah, like want to have a conversation every yeah. time. And you're like, you go in, you're a bit hungover, and you're just getting like really like, <laughs> no, like, obscene items, yeah. like diet, like loads of diet coke yeah. and like crisps and whatnot. And they're like, oh, yeah. good night. Yeah. And you're like, yes, don't judge me. <laughs> It's like fourth time this week. My friend said that every time she got sushi, the delivery man knew that she was hungover. Because he'd be like, good night last night. She's like, she'd always get it on a hangover. And also all of these new apps that like deliver groceries in 10 minutes, they always make loads of chat with you. And I'm like, honestly, uh, the reason that I've got these. uh, No, I don't mind that. Because I quite like, I love these groceries. It's so good. It's quite handy, isn't it? Have you ever tried it, Josh? Do you know what? if If I go on the app and I'm like, if I'm feeling really lazy and I, like there's, there is a say, there's like a little Sainsbury's like in the bottom of my building. And then there's like uh, an M&S, a Waitrose across the road. But if I'm feeling really <laughs> lazy, I can't even be asked to leave my house. Like I'll get <laughs> no, them to don't. deliver oh Waitrose God. from, <laughs> when I say it's 20 yards away, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll pay the £2.50 extra delivery charge just to have it. That is my Yeah, I'm here for that. I'm here for I'm, anything that makes my life more convenient. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm really here for. Mm-hmm. And I, do you do you cook much with these Waitrose ingredients within your fancy suave kitchen, or is it mainly just pre 
pre-made stuff. You know, it's embarrassing for me to say this, but like, <laughs> I think the last time I cooked something might have, <laughs> the year probably ended in a nine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what do you do then? I just eat delivery. All the time. <laughs> Every day. When I say like three meals a day, I might do like two yeah. deliveroos and then go out for dinner. <laughs> it's terrible. I, I feel like when, when it comes out of my mouth, now, I feel like a scumbag. I feel like, <laughs> I, yeah, it's, I need to start cooking. I'm, you know what? I made super noodles. I've lied to you because I made super <laughs> noodles. Made the other day. No, Love no. It. To the point you where can't. like, no, it, it, it was like, there was like a packet that you had to like pour the, the powder in and there was some vegetables oh, in there. wow. But it was such a big deal that I actually had to like send a picture to my missus and she was like, <laughs> no way. It's gourmet. That is good. <laughs> what are your go-to delivery uh, orders? Anything in particular, what or cuisine? just whatever your spot? Wow. Yeah. No. I. I. I quite like, like Lebanese food. Like, so I would mm. kind of I would get like a little chicken sheesh and rice, or um, so maybe some Greek stuff. Like, mm. I don't. I don't go like crazy. I'm not like just pizza and burgers every day. Um, <laughs> okay. Although before I jumped on this podcast, like, I was. I was wondering how long the podcast would take versus how long the delivery man would take. So I was thinking, do I order it now? Is it rude to eat on a podcast? I'm thinking, yes. Okay, cool. So I basically, no. yeah. This, these, these are like the big life decisions I make. I mean, Ricky Wilson was eating a McDonald's when yeah. we were chatting to him. Yeah, when we had him, he was really hungover, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so is this candle there to, to mask up all of the treacherous oh, yeah, the smells candle, of Deliveroo? Yeah, tobacco leaf. Uh, no, do you know, I just like, I'm obsessed with smells, like, me yeah, too. Like, I love it. I love it. Like I went, like you know, we talk about stupid Amazon purchases. Like, I went and bought diffuser off Amazon, Ooh, and I got like yeah. those little oils that you drop into it. Great. I've got like some Tuscan leather thing, and then like a Ooh. ones like a. Creed These are very one. manly scents, aren't they? No, no I, I'm, I'm not. Talk, I'm not like walking around like cigars and like, you know, what I mean, tobacco leaves. I'm, yeah, they they had some like incredible reed diffuser ones in in the England camp. And I did Ooh. steal one. Just don't don't tell anyone. Did they? I, yeah, you it, didn't. I did. Yeah, it's, it's 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 run out now, but it was. Let's talk about this because I was in a hotel recently that does toiletries for the perfume brands that I wear, and and they're one of the only hotels. That, so you can get certain the, the perfume that I wear is available all around the world, but the candle of the perfume that I wear mm -hmm. is only available in this chain of hotels. And I was in said hotel and they had the shampoo, conditioner and body lotion. And <laughs> my friend was staying there and I nicked them. So she didn't Great. have the touches anymore because I thought, well, she but that is, that is, you have to. You have to, right? You have like, to. If, especially if it's that high quality. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I do want to ask you about um, being a sports ambassador because mm -hmm. you are... One of the first ever sports ambassadors for Primark. I always used to wear Primark gym kit. Wicked. And so like, that was a kind of a, maybe like a little bit of a start of it. And then as soon as I found out that they were working with NFL, working with NBA, working yeah. with Lotto, these are all like brands synonymous with what I'm doing in, in sport yeah. in general. And I felt like that, that merge, yeah, that it, yeah. it, it kind of, it kind of works. It works so well together. And it kind of fitted in perfectly. So as soon as as soon as we found that out, it was like this is this this has to happen. And it's like to be like one of the first, if not the first, sports ambassador. It's like I just felt like it's it's definitely the right direction to to go in. And like you want to work with people and on things that you are like truly passionate about. And they're yeah, the yeah. things that I'm I'm definitely that definitely hit the spot. It's very it. exciting. Tell us a bit about your sportswear. Do you think it's important for you and your mindset to to look good while you're working out? A hundred percent. You know, I feel like sometimes, sometimes the like the gym becomes a bit of a fashion show. 
Because, but like, I feel like, yeah. you, and, and everyone does this. Like, you know, when you think like, okay, cool, I need to start going to the gym. So you just buy loads and loads and loads of gym gear. And you think, okay, I, well, now I've now, now bought it. I, I have to go. Yeah. And then you don't, you yeah. want to be in there. And like, you know, I'm not one of the people who like will stand in front of the mirror and just like vainly lift weights. But you do, <laughs> you, you, you do, you do like have a little look at yourself every now and then. Um, you know, if you, if you come off the, come off the treadmill, you've, you've been lifting weights, you're doing whatever. So yeah, I think, I think looking good and, and feeling good is, is, is definitely, they're synonymous with each other. And it, I think they have to go hand in hand. And you've got a big old wardrobe to store all this gym gear. She said you've got one side of your wardrobe just for tucks and suits. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, well, I never, like, it's one of those things where I never had, like, a, like when I used to work in the city, like, I used to, I, it became like, it was like a nice, for the first, like, six months, it was like, oh, this is nice. Like, I get to wear a suit and then you realise, yeah, no, it's, it's just a bit like a uniform. And then you, yeah. don't, you don't wear a, then I never really wore a suit for like, for, you know, when you work in sports, I, I was doing like a lot of like pitch side stuff and I don't, the stuff I do does you don't necessarily need to be like super smart casual so I I never wore a suit for like four or five four years really and then you kept getting invited to like these events like the sport industry awards and stuff like that and I never had a time I'd be running around like trying to steal someone's jacket and someone else's trousers <laughs> that would fit me and like I'm a bit shorter than I'm not I'm not short short but I'm shorter than I think all my pals are like six two six three it's really quite annoying and uh so yeah none, none of this stuff would fit me perfectly so I just went out and I was like every time I'd see a suit that I liked or like a tux I'd like I'm just going buy it and then you, you don't you don't wear it for six months and then you're like oh maybe I've seen something else so you just end up like kind of building up your collection of stuff yeah so I'm like I've like curated like quite a nice little uh selection of of, of suits and and jackets and tuxedos love it and what job was it that you were doing in the city oh I was in recruitment it was a terrible time it was a terrible ter- terrible <laughs> terrible are you terrible at recruiting people <laughs> you know what I thought I'd be quite good at it but it's I think you know when you when you're when you're like ringing like 300 people a day trying yeah. to get them to, at, at their job, trying to get them to leave their job and go to another job while they're at their desk. It's not, yeah. it's not conducive to a nice, happy, easy life. So um, <laughs> yeah, to the point where like, I'd be like, it, I'd be working and I'd be like, one of the, one of the things you have to do is you have to, you know, collect names. It was basically, it was like financial services recruitment. So for like basically developers in, in, uh, in the sit to work on like trading floors and stuff like that. So, mm. and you'd be, if you found like one person who'd been to like Cambridge and got a first and then done like a master's in economics somewhere else, you'd be like, right, okay, well, if he's good, then the five people, you know, who sit in his team are going to be good. So you end up calling yeah. up pretending to be like the the fire brigade and you're like, I'm doing, just doing a spot check uh, <laughs> to find out like which, uh, which people are at the desk uh, just to make sure that your fire warden knows and da, 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 da. Oh. And they'd be like, oh yeah, I'm with, I'm with Mark and Peter and, and da, 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 and da, da, da. Clever. And then you'd be like, typing away like on LinkedIn madly being like, oh, okay, there's six people that I can now bother That's about. That's no way. <laughs> and I guess the only logical step to go from uh, from a career in recruitment is into sports presenting, isn't it? Yeah. Really, I, th- I think that's where yeah, most people go with that. It's, it's the done thing, isn't it? You know, it's, it's like, yeah, it was a it was a it was a bit of a random uh, like career segue. Like it's it's basically I had a fr- when I went to university, I had a friend who helped co-found co-founded Lad Bible, and he'd said right. he said basically in when I graduated, I graduated in like twenty thirteen. He was like, mate, I've uh, I've got Ronnie O'Sullivan here, like. We want, we want you to do like an interview of him. And I hadn't done anything at this point. Like Instagram had been around for like two years or something. And it's like, YouTube was, wasn't, wasn't what it is now. Um, and I was like, nah, geez, I've got this like really important job in recruitment. I can't just be like, like nipping off at half 12 to go and interview Ronnie O'Sullivan. But I'm sure if there's something else comes up, let me know. And it was genuinely, it was about 
three years later that he was the next thing came up he was so I was, I was, yeah exactly I, I thought it would be like the, the week after or it was six months time <laughs> yeah three three long years but then I basically was like right well if uh you know if if there aren't that many opportunities I might as well just go and do it do it myself and try and try and get better at it because you know everything you do the first time is is horrendous you know and you look back at it you're like how what was I thinking um, so I just used to go to like, go to like football games. I had a season ticket at Arsenal. You go to football games and like do like Instagram takeovers on, on, on my own. Yeah, a little report of the game on on, uh, on my own Snapchat. I had about 130 followers, I think, at the time. So it was, <laughs> I think about seven of them watched it. So, but. Are you, um, you're doing this, aren't you? You're, you're doing a new thing where you're teaching people how to become a sports presenter, right? Yeah, Basically so. using your recruitment skills to, yeah. uh, yes. to, to find some... <laughs> I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know how many people are going to sign up if I use my recruitment skills, but um, <laughs> no, I think I get, I get so many messages, honestly, like, uh, like per day, generally of people being like, like young people being like, yo, how, how do I get into this? How do I start? Like, what, who do I speak to? Like, what do I do? And I'm like, I can't reply to, I can't reply to all of them. You know, I try and reply to, to, to as many as possible. I thought I might as well yeah. kind of put it into one easy to digest, uh, kind of program where uh where basically you know i give there's like 10 10 or 11 different different steps and i'm gonna go through like basically like how to start up what to do what not to do you yeah. know and, and, and bits and bobs so people can people can actually work out because like, it's hard when when you look at the end goal it's like if i looked at myself you know four years ago five years ago to end up here it seems like an impossible task but you know there were so many different steps and stages and and, and barriers and stuff that you have to go through so I thought if I could yeah. actually kind of give people like a, a little bit of a route um, or, or some guidance on on how to start and how to how to get better and how to improve, then that would be uh, that would be a good so thing sweet. to do. I think it's brilliant. I think there's so many people that are going to find that really really valuable information. Love it. What is your top tips to be um, to presenting? Just like whilst we're <laughs> chatting about it, no, because it's, it's the one thing you get asked like as a presenter. What would be mm. your top tip? Mine's always resilience is your best friend. For sure, because you. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I think, yeah, like like you say, like I mean, I think the amount of knockbacks you get, like you, you don't mm. see, you know, you don't publicize all the, all the knockbacks and stuff like that. And no. so yeah. it's like you, you only see the highlight reel of of, of everything. So and there's there's a lot of times you you might go like now you even go go for a job or you know you screen test for something or you, you go into radio whatever it may be and they're like yeah it's, maybe it's not for you and like even now I'm no, I'm nowhere near like you know, the, the level where, you know, I feel like I can get to or, or, or want to get to. But, you know, if, if my, my advice would be just start, a lot of people like are, are kind of um and are about, well, what should I do? I don't have like a platform or whatever it may be. Mine's just start and, and perfect your craft. You can only get better by yeah. by doing so. I um, I love that you say start it because something that you did start and you haven't seen through <laughs> is becoming a superstar DJ. What happened, mate? <laughs> you got the decks, you got all the gear, but no idea. It's so difficult. <laughs> like I thought, yeah, I'm, like, I don't have any like musical talent, like in terms of like singing or or, or, or anything like that. But I thought. I, 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 when, I'm, when I'm on the aux cable, when I'm on Bluetooth, man, people love the yeah. tunes. You know what I mean? If I'm in, if no, I'm in the car, you know, the back seats are, are, are popping off. Everyone's vibing. But I, I, I basically bought these decks, thinking 
Jack Fowler actually, uh, he, he can actually DJ and he learned to DJ. Yeah. And I thought, if mm-hmm. he can do it, I can do it. And he was like, bro, you need to start. <laughs> like, I'll give you some lessons. And he came around a few times. And you know, something <laughs> just doesn't click. Like, it was just, it, I'm like. It's not meant to be. <laughs> yeah. Just stick to the sports. Stick to the sports and presenting. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, like, I had a lot of time and I was like, here we go. Like, may, may, maybe this is a nice time to do something productive. Like, people are like learning languages. Like, a lot of people like just baking banana bread. And I'm like, yeah. some yeah. of them were learning languages and stuff. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to become a DJ. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't think I have the the, the heart <laughs> or, 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 the, or the drive necessarily to, uh, to, to to get to the top level of that. Um, I have seen that you love skiing. Is yeah. that something you've managed to accomplish quite well? Yeah. Do you know what? I, the thank, you know, thankfully, my parents are... Uh, well, do you know what? My, my dad loved skiing, right? And my mum's from the Caribbean. So the idea of like a ski holiday was completely <laughs> alien to her. So she's like, really? you're going to go on holiday to somewhere colder than the country that we live in to wear massive coats and let gravity pull you down a hill on two bits of fiberglass. So like when you break it down, it makes no sense. But my dad managed to convince her to start going. So when I was a mm-hmm. kid, so like from like four or five, like we used to do like a ski, one ski holiday a year in, in the winter. And... I just fell in love with it. Like it's, it's Aww. for a kid, like it's, it's, it's incredible. Like you just, you go to ski school, you like meet up with like, you know, 10 or 12 other people your age and you just bomb around the mountain. And obviously <laughs> I don't remember not being good, good at, at skiing. It. Cause mm-hmm. like- I'm so jealous of that. Josh, ever had any, uh, any serious ski related injuries? Ooh. Yeah. Um, Ooh. I, I went on a, uh, a, a ski trip with my university and this is like 2011 or something like that. I went to France and I, I didn't, I never used to wear a helmet. I was like, helmet's not cool. Like, oh my God. Um, and basically I'm like, you know, basically as all the, all the runs kind of converge into like, uh, like the bottom of the valley and there's like restaurants and the ski lifts and stuff like that. And me being me, I was a, a bit overzealous with the speed in which I was, uh, I was, I was coming into uh, coming into the, the basically it's a place full of people, and oh gosh. I, I overestimated my ability to stop. And <laughs> this, I, I mean, I think, I think she was she must be about fourteen. Kind of slowly was skiing across me, and I was like, "Nah, she'll stop, she'll stop, she'll stop." Uh, and luckily enough, like I just skied over her skis and kind of clipped her binding, and then I went when I when I say I went like face first into the <laughs> into the into the hard packed snow um that had like grazes all down my face like yeah this is gen- scary. i was like ble- i was like genuinely i was like bleeding like profusely from my face and i was like yeah that was like day three of the holiday that's it, it wasn't yeah it wasn't good. okay no. more yeah Everyone wear your helmets, please, when skiing. Um, I do need to ask you, because obviously you did Love Island um, and you were presenting before you did Love Island. And then I remember because you were talking about it when you were on the show. Uh, and do you really think that helped open the doors for you when it came to your presenting? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's something that it's hard to ignore the fact that if you, you know, if you, if you go on that, sh- if you go on Love Island, that like you're, you're going to, you know, as long as you do, you do well, you're going to kind of curate like a, a massive audience for yourself and people who are genuinely interested in, in, in what you're up to and follow you because, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they want to see what you get up to on a day-to-day basis. And the, having that platform allowed me to, instead of, I guess, working for somebody else, you know, in your own right, you can say, well, do you know, I've got this idea. I would love yeah. to go you know, and see AJ Pitch in Sheffield it. and do a training camp with him. And 
Amazing. You know, so stuff like that, it allows you to do a, a, a lot more stuff. And obviously, I, you know, I've worked at some pretty amazing events prior to Love Island, you know, and I think a lot of the people that I work with now in terms of in, in the sports space, I've worked with while I was at Lad Bible or doing freelance work, so. We recently had Danny Dyer on the podcast. Um, she was obviously in your series. Have you seen her recently? Have you seen any of your Islander mates from that that year? Do you still keep in touch with them? About 10 hours ago, I was with Jack Fowler, to be fair. So I, I see yeah. him a lot. I see, I see Wes a lot. Um, I, still, I think the last time I saw Danny Dyer was probably just before lockdown. You know, we were, yeah. we were, we were at the same event. But I try, yeah, I think of all the of all the boys that I obviously from the show, like I see I see Wes and Jack the most. Yeah. And I think that's that's like one of the best things to come from the show is like the genuine friendship with someone I might never yeah. have met, you know, prior to going Love on. That. So I feel like we've been all around your gaff. Mm-hmm. We know it inside out, we've seen the balcony, I can visualise that gorgeous like setting next to Thames. Mm-hmm. We know every single appliance that you have in your kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and all the noises um, they make. We know all your sports equipment and your attire. Um but what's your favourite item in your flat? Is it it's not you know what? It's not like an item in my flat but like it's the, the view basically like say i'm sat here like genuinely the whole entire side of my flat is glass and it's like because it's because it's on the river and it's on a bend in the river like you can yeah. you can see obviously all the way down to the shard from where we are in uh in battersea or in, you know there's something about looking at the water you know when you wake up and you look it kind of grounds mm. you a little bit like it's quite calming but it is also great for people watching like in a, in a really mm. in a, I, what oh. i didn't what i didn't mention like this i mean this is going to sound super strange right um but derek chisora the boxer came to my house one day um he turned out <laughs> he just, just dropped that name yeah he, 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 he genuinely pressed the buzzer at like eight in the morning and i was like what the what is going on and he just stood there and he's like massive gucci coat sunglasses and leather gloves and i thought it was a hitman i was like oh god it's just my time <laughs> my time on this planet is over and he kind of just bowls in and he's like staring out and you can see because you can see so much like he's like bro you should just get some binoculars and just like just just look out into the look out into the river and there's loads of people who like canoe around and like there's like a there's like a boat there's like all the boat people that like kind of sell their boats Please up and down Please tell me you got binoculars uh, yeah so I went on Amazon <gasps> the next day and Did got, yes. got, got these binoculars Now we've heard all about all of the items and elements that that make up your home but what I want to know is what home really means to you I think home is just is just comfort you know like I feel like a safe space you know you like I feel like where wherever you go, like I've got places that around around the world that I go to, and I feel like I feel like you know that you get that feeling when you walk in your front door. Like for 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 me, like it has to just be that that feeling of, of comfort and safety and relaxation. Like because you can make any you know, not in a weird way, but you can make anywhere like a, a homely place. Like I, I get it when I go to my family home or like I go to some of my my friends' homes. Then you go somewhere else and you, you don't get that same sense of like. And then when you walk in your house, it's like a hug, isn't it? It's like, yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah, like I'm back. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's 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 what home means to me. I love it. Well, we are very much looking forward to seeing your um, guide on how to be a presenter. Yes. Like I'm so, I think it's such a wonderful thing you're doing, like giving back in terms of like like you say, people asking you for those skills and that insight and that advice. And you mentioned people can find that on your socials when you launch. Yeah, it, so yeah? in about three weeks there'll be um, there'll be like a link to download it on my socials. So um, watch out for that. I'll put it in my bio Yay. and. Um, yeah. And what are your what are your handles before you leave? Drop uh, them at, in. Everything is at Josh Denzel. It's quite simple. Well done. Yes. Boom, boom. Well done. I managed that on everything apart from TikTok. Because that's only because what I can't remember the Ariel first time I logged. Yeah, Arrow Free 2 because I can't remember <laughs> my login for the first one. I locked myself out. 
<laughs> Nightmare. Um, you've been absolutely wicked. It's been so great going all around here. I feel like we've got the full, most like detailed like yeah. intel ever. <laughs> yeah. I also feel like I could kind of pinpoint your address as well. The one with two bean bags on the back. Maybe the next like, surprise visit. Never mind your boxing, mate, and his Gucci coat. We'll be turning up for a, for a couple on the balcony. Um, Josh, you. thank you so much. No we really love coming around. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Pleasure. Next time on All Round Mind with Primark, we'll be going over to Geordie, Queen of the Jungle, Vicky Patterson's place for our series finale. Well, hey, I cannot wait. We'll see you then. And if you enjoyed this episode, please follow us wherever you get your podcasts.